Hi, this is Jeanette Creamore, or you may know me as JC. Welcome to Laugh, Learn, Lead, a podcast show that helps project sponsors, project managers, and their teams shape their project success stories. I'll be sharing interviews that bring a different perspective to what project success looks and feels like, as well as unpacking our conversations to provide insights and practical tips. Stay tuned and enjoy. Last episode, I caught up with Mike Stapleton, the Deputy Director General of Queensland Department of Transport and Main Roads. He oversees the delivery of safety, regulatory and transactional transport services for the department. It was such an honour and privilege to have Mike on the show, and I really appreciated his openness to our conversation. You must listen to Episode 9, Program Executive Lens, for insights to how a government executive leads and his enthusiasm about how technology is changing our lives. Today, though, I want to unpack something that we talked about, and that's status reporting, and why there should be no surprises for executives. Now, I didn't really understand the importance of how we report until I actually moved through my career from project administrator, coordinator, to the project manager, to the the project director, and then the program director. And, And it's only when you get further and further away from the day-to-day activity of a project, you become so more reliant on status reporting because you're actually not amongst the team hearing and seeing and doing things. And so that status report becomes critical in your ability to communicate the truth of your project health. So for let's us talk about project status reporting, where we typically report to our sponsor or a project board steering committee. And the eyes are totally just on our project, our project scope, our timeline, our budget, and our stakeholders. Typically, you would have a status report with um, traffic lights. So the green, everything's on track. Um, Amber, there's a few hiccups, but we've got um, things in hand. We've got, we're actively working through it all red we're in trouble, we need immediate attention, uh, we need some thinking or some decisions around how to resolve this. And that's typically what you would get to see um, is a one-page status report. Sometimes you would get information about the achievements we've had in, the, in the, this period and also the things that we're aiming to achieve next period. So it's quite specific and obvious to the people that are in the project on what um, some of the words mean, some of the measures are saying um, about timelines and budgets. There's one thing that I would suggest you include in a project status report, and that is your stakeholder heat map. Now, a heat map is a visual aid that helps um, your project report how engaged your stakeholders are where typically your issues are popping up. So it might be in a certain stakeholder group. It might be in a certain stakeholder expectation theme. And it also allows you to have conversation at your project board about how they can help you um, manoeuvre, overcome some stakeholder issues. There's many, many ways a stakeholder map can be presented. If you've got a change um, expert in your team, they will have the tools um, to do that for you. Alternatively, um, be clever, um, and, but keep it simple. 
You might want to do a geographical layout of your stakeholders. You might want to do it based on a stakeholder topic that they've got interest in and do a heat map of red, amber and green around their engagement and ownership of the um, project progress. So traditionally we have budgets, um, timelines, risks, issues, um, but I reckon we throw in that stakeholder heat map and see what that does as part of the conversations that you have at your board meetings. I find that that's one key component of a status report that can really change the dynamic and the decision-making in your governance teams. So when you sit a level above that and you have many, many projects rolled up into a program report and you're the program director um, and even the PMO where they're trying to um, unpack and understand the information that you're presenting to them in your status reports, it's so important that projects have consistency because when you have them rolled up in a way that the program executive need to look at something, they're looking for patterns. They're looking for the real hot spots. One of the things that Mike said that he looks for in that portfolio program view of status reporting is risk. And the things that could possibly pop up and uh, catch us unaware, but more importantly, is looking for an effective mitigation strategy around that risk. So is it funded? Um, are there are resources assigned to it? Is it being planned in amongst your um, bigger project timeline? So risk was one thing that he looked for. And the other two thing, of course, um, time and um, the time and how you're progressing along your plan. And of course, the dollars, the budget. So in a program level, you typically wouldn't be looking for um, stakeholder engagement unless it's a risk and you'd be looking at how you're mitigating um, the engagement of your stakeholders and how you're involving them and getting them to understand and own um, their part of the project. Now, if we actually roll up another layer into the portfolio, that really is very much dashboard reporting. And what I mean dashboard reporting when you hop in your car of a morning and you and and you turn the engine on, if the car's not finely tuned and there's a few problems, you might get an oil light pop on. Um, you might get a warning that you're low on fuel, and so. But it's that dashboard view. It's that immediate indicator that some of your measures or some of your systems aren't performing as expected, and really the uh, portfolio. And program level reporting must have that rolled up dashboard view. Now, there's many, many ways on doing this as well. Um, some organisations I've been in, they use a very sophisticated spreadsheet or workbook uh, process where each project manager will f- um, complete their data that rolls up then to the program view where projects are clustered together. Um, in program views, and then the program is then um, linked to the organisational um, strategies in for that portfolio. So it's quite um, rolled up, but drilled through approach to their dashboard reporting. And that to me is probably the most sophisticated and beneficial online ability for program executives to um, get access to information that they need because it's all different. So 
I'll give an example. A CFO will really want to understand the budget. So if they're looking at cluster of projects at a program level and they're trying to look at, well, I gave this general manager $10 million to deliver on their program this year and they're already telling me that they've got an amber and we're only three months into the financial year, the CFI would want to understand the detail around the triggers that are causing that budget status to already be in an amber um, indicator three months into a 12-month program. Whereas someone that is looking for stakeholder relationships and particularly maybe the general manager of HR, how the people are feeling, they would want to know um, are there any risks associated with stakeholder engagement. So they might be looking for the detail of the risk mitigation plan around stakeholder engagement. So when you're doing status reporting, it's really important to know who your audience is and what information they're looking for. Are they the detail person and want to know the nuts and bolts or are they the more the helicopter view and they're just wanting to ensure that things are on track and if they're not, you've actually um, documented it in a way in the status report that brings it to someone's attention for them to make a decision for resolution. Earlier, I mentioned there should not be any surprises for your governance groups, um, your sponsor, your project board, your program executives. And that I mean, if you need to um, set some time aside to step them through a status report before you submit it as part of your normal governance reporting cadence, do that. One of the things that I know worked for me when I was delivering some high-risk projects was I spent half an hour every Wednesday morning at my project sponsor's office. Um, It was a 7.30 catch-up. I'd bring coffee and we would be open and honest about the problems that we were facing and how we could collaboratively work together as the sponsor and the project manager and present a resolution to the project board. A couple of reasons why I feel that that works, and that is because you're being truthful. You're not trying to hide things. You're not trying to push things under the carpet um, and think that they don't exist. You're actually involving your sponsor. It's really their agenda and their project investment that you're facilitating and delivering on their behalf. So they should know what's going on as well. But when you work together and have a single voice, it becomes so much more um, confident and trusting environment in your board meetings because they can see that the project manager and the project sponsor have a really good relationship and they're communicating through their status report on how they're going and what they're doing about the things that aren't going so well. So take the time to um, sit down with your stakeholder, your program executives, your sponsors, if you need to talk through a status report because you don't want them to receive it in paper or online and it be a surprise to them. I found that when I um, gave an early warning um, to my sponsor or my project board that something could happen, um, but also gave them the confidence that the team was working on um, an option to resolve it, it just gave us um, a more trusting um, and confident relationship. So when I actually did have a problem, they were able to respond quite quickly, knowing that when I called it out, it was something that I needed their help on. So that's another thing to think about is, is how to uh, prepare some of your key 
program and project stakeholders in a status reporting situation. So no surprises. If you're leading a program of uh, work and you've got several project managers reporting to you, um, I suggest that you work with the program management office, the PMO and your project managers and agree on um, how status reports are considered and presented. And what I mean by that is um, you don't want one project manager reporting amber on a budget when it really is um, red and they need um, instant support and help. Whereas you might have a project manager that's a little bit more risk adverse and so they'll be calling everything red when they actually have it in hand and they just need to finalise a few little things to get it back on track. So you don't want that inconsistency. And one of the things that I've done and I do regularly when I've got many project managers reporting to me is I sit down regularly and go through um, some consistency in what project status reporting is and should be for the team. And we agree on um, what we are measuring, what we are reporting and how we will present that. Um, Because when I've had to um, edit my program status report for the portfolio executive, um, I have spent many hours uh, wordsmithing, um, removing some unnecessary um, phrases or the opposite, actually adding a lot more um, storytelling to the status report. And so as a program director or um, someone that has many project managers reporting to them, uh, spend some time at that um, quality of your status reporting um, up front when you first come together and then periodically with the PMO because it's the PMO that can support you in adjusting some of the status reporting um, templates and cadences um, that sometimes can feel just as an administrative activity. But I know for sure that um, the status reports, when they are used in a way that they are more than just information, they're actually a mechanism to take action. Um, They are so valuable. That's probably one point. If you are submitting your status reports and you're not getting any questions, may I would start asking myself, is my status report of value? Because I find when a status report um, triggers questions, it is um, beneficial not just to you and your project team, but it's also valuable um, and really important for the executives because they're asking questions um, about information that you're presenting, which means that they're engaged, they're interested, and they want to help. So that's probably a little bit of a, um, a tip that if your status report um, isn't provoking uh, questions and conversations, maybe it needs a bit of a refresh and a reshape so that it is pre- presenting information in a way that will help you continually deliver um, according to your plan and your budget and your sponsor's um, expectations of um, successful delivery. So that's about it for today. Um, Just some three tips to sum up. 
understand your project in the organisational landscape. And that for me means where do you sit? Are you at the project level, the program level or portfolio level? And the information must be relevant um, in the organisational landscape. Two, agree your tolerances and report by exception. That will help uh, reduce the number of um, unnecessary hours spent on status reporting and also the unnecessary hours of people going through and reading your status reports. And thirdly, escalate early. Um, There is no way a project manager will get in trouble for escalating early. It's actually the opposite. If there's a surprise, that's when we actually get a little bit um, talked to about how we can actually better manage our project. And lastly, my favourite quote from my conversation with Mike was, Some project managers seem to suffer what I call optimism bias. I'll solve this and get on with it. Thank you for listening and I hope you have a few ideas to take action. I would love for you to rate and review the show. I too need feedback to learn. Cheers for now. Remember, a day without laughter is a day wasted.